Hey, good morning, Monstropolis. It's now 5 after the hour of 6 a.m. in the big monster city. Come on! Let's get pumped! I'm not drinking any fucking Merlot! So what can I say? The camera loves me. After you, Junior. Yo, welcome back to Logged It, number 40. Today we're talking about movies based off TV shows, a.k.a. there was a TV show and then they made a movie. Uh, so that's what we're doing. That's what we're talking about. And we're doing this because Downton Abbey, a new era, the uh, the sleeper hit of the summer. I, I say that jokingly, but also fully intend that every person above the age of 70 is probably going to go see that movie. The people that are excited for that movie are probably very oh, excited. The first one did bonkers at the theater I worked at. So anyway, that's what we're here to talk about today is movies uh, based on TV shows. Uh, we got a full panel for you. Uh, Boatman, this is the first time you and I have been on together in a hot second, I believe. Boatman, how are you doing? I missed you, Tim. I missed you. Yeah, I miss you as well, buddy. Uh, no, I'm doing good. This will be fun. Finals are over, which is good. And, yeah, I, I'm just happy about that, to be honest. Fair. Uh, and we also have college graduate Payson Johnson on the show this evening. Payson, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, I should have grabbed my uh, cap in the other room. That would have been very funny to uh, do the show. But yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. Yeah, college is over. Uh, when I was submitting my new work schedule, they said, do you want any specific days off? And I'm like, I want Tuesdays off. So that way I've logged it free. My boy Tim. So I'm excited to talk movies today. Nice. Love it. Uh, Kirk, you're also back. Welcome to the show. How are you doing? I'm no good. Glad to be back. Always love to be on Logged It. Uh, kind of sad I missed out on last week. I think I was originally supposed to be on there. And I was really excited about that topic. Um, but I'm excited about this topic, too. So it should be fun. Fair enough. And Garth, first time on the show. Garth is here. Uh, Garth, really? how are you doing? I thought I've been on here before, no? Maybe you have. Not when I've been on. <laughs> I don't Maybe. remember Garth being on here. All right. Should start to blend together. Maybe it's my first time. Okay. I think it might be. Maybe not. I don't know. Garth. How are you today, sir? All right. Good to be here. Awesome. All right. Well, uh, let's get into it. We're going to do uh, start the show the way that we start the show every week, which is going to be talking about um, – this is not your list. Sucks. I don't know why I pulled up that stuff. We're talking about your favorite movie that you logged this week. So, Payson, why don't we kick it off with you? Yeah. Um, this is technically not a first time watch because i watched this back in like middle school for class but it's the first time i watched it all the way through uh mr smith goes to washington is one of those classic movies that completely earns its reputation as being an incredible film um i think many people know jimmy stewart plays a senator from a small i I don't think they ever say what state he's from but he's from a smaller state and he's essentially going to dc to sort of uh defend this bill so that way he can build a camp and man i gotta say watching this movie today it borderline seems like a fantasy movie with how idealistic it portrays american politics But but i mean that in a good way because it shows how good it can be. Um, it's a great underdog story watching Mr. Smith like try to um, rise above the system that is constantly trying to put him down with Claude Rains. 
Claude Rains is such like an evil, evil little bitch in this movie, like just trying to step on Mr. Smith every step of the way. Um, I know everyone probably knows the filibuster scene. This movie ends with um, with uh, Jefferson just doing everything he can to um, keep his bill uh, to make sure there's not a vote on the bill. Um, but my favorite scene in the movie is um, when Jefferson and I forget Gene Arthur's character name, when they are composing the bill together. I love watching scenes where people are loving what they're doing and watching both those people like constructed and being like, okay, well, if you're going to do it, you get, uh, you, you got to start it like this. You got to make the proposal. You got to make the budget. I think this movie is excellent. Um, uh, early Capra, um, watch actually two Capra movies this week, but, uh, this was my favorite. Yeah. Frank Capra, uh, director of it's a wonderful life. I know that. Um, no, this is a, this is a good, really, really great movie. Um, big fan of this one. Uh, I also weirdly saw this in like middle school, just like randomly. Like, I guess this is what they show small children in school. Maybe it was high school. I don't remember. Uh, but I loved it then. I watched it again. It was a while ago. It, it, it was probably like right after high school, somewhere in there. So it's been a while, but um, I've seen it at least twice. Really, really enjoy it. Um, and I think. One of, one of my favorite parts of school was like uh, social studies, history class, like that type of stuff. Like I, I'm really, I really like world history and stuff. So um, this was one that like, because we saw it in that class, I think I maybe liked it a little bit more, but I, I'm assuming if I were to watch it today, I would still like it just as much. Jimmy Stewart is a treasure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm totally game for this one. This is a great pick. Uh, Boatman. Uh, yeah, I, I love this one. Um, I, as Payson said, scenes where people are good at their jobs is like, that's how I like to describe it. And movies where people are, are good at their jobs is just fun. It's not really all that Mr. Smith is, but that's just, that reminded me, like, that's just one of my favorite subgenres of film. Uh, but this is great. Uh, like, Capra, like, just knows how to do, like, optimism without it feeling sappy like there's just something that cap that touch that capra has that always just works in these types of movies uh and the supporting cast oh my god like arthur reigns mitchell carrie like everybody's great in this uh love this and this is one of if not best performance uh kirk yeah, I love this movie. Um, I've talked about it, I think, on multiple Top 100 shows, so um, everybody knows how I feel about this. Not my favorite Capra, but if you tell me it's yours, I'm not going to argue with you. It's definitely up there for me. Um, and yeah, I think it just... What's great about this movie is it, you, it makes you root for Stewart. It gets you on his side and feel the way he does, but at the same time, it's not, like Boatman says, not sapping the fact where the movie... The movie still shows him objectively, and it shows you what the world thinks to him, and it shows you what the world does to people like that. Um, you know, it doesn't, it, it doesn't really hold back too much as far as, you know, the, the presentation of this is how things are. They're not great. And if you, you know, if you want to go up against it, things might not go great for you. Um, but, you know, uh, Stewart just embodies that character so well. Like uh, Payson brought out that filibuster scene is one of the greatest of all time. Just him, you know, powering through that. Uh, you just feel his exhaustion and his, you know, the strain that he's going through. Um, so, yeah, I love this movie. Garth. 
yeah, it's it's one of the highly rated classics for a reason. It's a great movie, uh, you know, filled with great actors and a great story. And, you know, it's too bad politics don't run like that, you know. But Fair. We're stuck uh, with what we've got. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's move over to uh, Boatman. Why don't we go to you next? What was your uh, favorite movie along this week? My favorite movie uh, that I watched this week uh, is uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Notorious, uh, starring Cary Grant, Alfred Bergman, and Claude Rains. So keep, keeping the Rains train going, because uh, Claude Rains is just always off. Awesome. Rains train, let's go. Rain train. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, Notorious is one of my was one of like my bigger like classics blind, blind spots that I had not seen before. And man, is this movie great. Uh, for those who don't know, basic premise is Ingrid Bergman is like the daughter of a Nazi. Uh, and she gets uh, asked by Cary Grant to basically go and get close to this Nazi operator played by Claude Rains to see if they can get information. And that's the movie. And it's awesome. Um, it's, it's filled with a lot of great Hitchcock sequences. Ingrid Bergman is phenomenal in this. Cary Grant's really good in this. And Claude Rains is Claude Rains. Like, everyone is just top-notch. There's a lot of great, like, there's a sequence with a key that is, like, a top-tier Hitchcock sequence. It's awesome. Uh, I have not seen this, but I've been told I would like it. So, it's on the watch list. Uh, Payson. Uh, yeah, I watched this movie earlier this year, and I adore it. Um, of all the, because I, I took a Hitchcock course this year, of all the films I watched for this course, this was my favorite. Yeah, I love the intriguing, like, elements. Just watching, like, Cary Grant, like, train Ingrid Bergman's character, like, to be a spy, I think is great. The ending, I think it has a really, really, like, satisfying ending. And, yeah, of the, of the three Hitchcock-Cary Grant collaborations I've seen... I'd say this one is my favorite. I have not seen Suspicion, but this one is my personal favorite. As someone who has seen all four, uh, second best. Fair, fair, fair. My opinion. Kirk. Sorry, I was muted. Um, no, I have not seen this one. It bums me out. Uh, just I've gone on a couple. There's been a couple times in my life I've gone on, on Hitchcock runs and try to get through as much of as, I, as his stuff as I could, and this is one I just never hit. Um, so I definitely want to. It's, it sounds like it's the kind of his movie, the kind of Hitchcock movie, right up my alley. But have you seen the film Hitchcock? Which one is that? Is that the one with Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, I see that one. Yes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Garth, have you seen this? Yeah, uh, it's been a long time since I last watched it, and I need to revisit it. Uh, someday I'll, I'll, I need to do a Hitchcock run through because there are some I've only seen a few times, and this is one of them. Uh, but from what I remember, it, it's really good. And Claude Rains, you can't go wrong. All right. Uh, perfect. Okay, I will go next. Um, so I've actually watched a lot of really good movies this week. Um, I am off of work for a week. So <laughs> I've had lots of time to uh, watch some stuff. And uh, I've said it on the show a few times because I brought up a few of the movies, but I've been going on a Ridley Scott run. I just decided to pick a director that I liked that I hadn't seen all the movies of and, and go on a run and watch the full filmography. So this was one that I actually had seen, but it was one that in my mind, made, I think I saw this in high school and I was just like, 
that's okay. And for some reason, I watched this last night and it was totally like captivated by it. It's a uh, Black Hawk Down, two thousand one. Um, I fucking loved this thing. Like, again, going through Ridley Scott's filmography, I think it's safe to say like the the man's pretty hit and miss. Uh, and I don't think it has much to do with like his directing. It's just maybe like the stories he chooses to tell. Like I talked about 1492 conquest of paradise, which was pretty rough. Uh, but then you, you get to something like gladiator and then uh, this, and the dude just like is firing on all cylinders. Um, it's, this is one of the most realistic like war movies I've ever seen. And I'm a sucker for war films, like military movies, um, and I read a review for this and I don't remember who it was from, but it was like a big publication where they bas- back uh, in 2001, where they basically said it's the most uh, pro-military anti-war movie ever. And I would have to agree with that because it is very anti-war. Like it shows you like how shitty this stuff is and it's so realistic, but it shows you how also brave these guys were going into this and the cast is kind of fucking nuts and at first i was like i don't know how i feel about like you don't really have like a main person that you're going along with you kind of jump back and forth through everybody throughout the um the whole movie but the cast overall there were people in here that like i just completely forgot were in the movie like even someone like you and mcgregor who's in the movie like a fair amount, but then you got like Jason Isaacs, Eric Bana, Tom Hardy is in an early role in this one as well. He was pretty good. Um, William Fickner, or is it what's the butt word? Boatman Fickner. It's William Fickner. Oh, William Fickner. Thank you. Uh, you got him in there as well. Uh, there's just like the, the the cast is just like really really strong, and I just think overall the realism like really sucked me in um and again i'm a sucker for war movies so like if it's a war movie realistic keeps you engaged like it it had me completely engaged from uh start to finish and i thought it was really excellent it was one that i just did not think i was gonna like watching again because for some reason i just don't remember liking it but i loved it so um it's not my favorite ridley scott movie i still at it in my current rewatch i still have alien above it but uh right now it's number two other than that i, I thought it was awesome uh let's go to boatman boatman what do you think about this movie i've actually never seen black hawk down fair enough Mason. as a trivia player there is nothing there's no type of question i fear more than who plays this character in black hawk down <laughs> i was thinking about that while watching it actually but... uh, I, I have not seen it, but I've heard very good things. Uh, Kirk. Uh, I have not seen it the whole way through. Um, my dad likes this movie a lot, so I've seen, I've sat like watched chunks of it with him. And what I've seen is very har- harrowing. So um, I know it's going to be a really intense watch uh, when I do finally get around to it, but I haven't seen the whole thing straight, start to finish yet. Darth, what about you? I have seen it, but it's been a long time, probably since it came out. So I, I don't remember that much about it except. Uh, Africa and war. Yeah, fair. Okay, uh, let's move over to Kirk. Kirk, what is your favorite movie that you logged this week? Um, this is tough for me, too, because I also have had an opportunity to watch a lot of movies I've been wanting to watch for a while. Uh, check a lot of stuff off the watch list. Um, and I've liked most of them. Uh, my favorite, I think, is a movie called Why Don't You Play in Hell? Um, this is a Japanese uh, crime comedy. 
Uh, it's from a director named Sion Sono. Uh, only other movie I had seen of his before this was called Tag, and it is just a complete. It's just a completely bonkers movie, and I really like that. So I was excited for this one. Um, basically, the story is there's uh, two yakuza uh, factions fighting against each other. Uh, the leader of the one, uh, his wife kills somebody and, uh, to protect him, and she goes to jail. And his her only goal is all she wants is for her daughter, to, their daughter, to be a movie star. And she's about to go to jail, and it hasn't happened yet. Uh, so the, uh, the, 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 the boss finds these, like, uh, this ragtag group of, like, independent filmmakers and basically gets them. He's like, okay, we need to, you know, make her a star. He's like, well, you're going to go and you're going to attack this other, uh, faction. You're going to fight. You're going to have a big, you know, battle. Let's just make that the movie. And so that's the whole, basically the concept of the movie. Um, and it's really insane. Uh, I'm not usually a big fan of crime comedies because most of the time they lean more on the comedy and the crime and the crime and the violence just turns out to be like buffoonery. Uh, this does not, even though it's funny and it's, it's a legitimately hilarious movie, uh, the it does it's pretty relentless in the in the action, in the gunfights and the swordplay and everything. It just it doesn't take its foot off the brake. And um, it's a movie, like I said, it's about the about the gang war and everything, but it's also a movie about these people who love making movies. So it applies to a lot of us, just a passion for film and filmmaking. Um, you know, it has hints of uh, like cinema paradiso. It has a little bit of King Kong, which is like the obsession of making the movie. Uh, just a lot of cool things going on. Uh, a lot of fun, crazy, you know, insane violence. Uh, so it's a it's a movie I'd wanted to see for a while, and I was not disappointed. Garth, have you seen this? No, I have not, but it sounds very cool. I agree with Garth. I haven't seen this. I saw you log it, and I was like, what the fuck is this? But based <laughs> off of the description, yeah, I'm sold. That sold. That sounds awesome. Uh, Boatman, I know. I remember, I think Brian picked this for a YLS episode, and I never got around to it. It was the movies about movies, and this was one of the ones I didn't have time for, and I was kind of disappointed I didn't have time to watch this one because it sounded weird. Pace uh, Kirk and Brian both have this at four stars, so it's automatically good. Uh, I have not seen it, but that's the that's the barometer, as we all know. All right, fair. All right, uh, let's move over to Garth. Garth, your favorite movie you watched this week? Uh, my favorite movie this week uh, was uh, Rewatch, and it was a response to my worst movie of the week. <clears throat> uh, the worst movie was a 2015 Sam Rockwell, so I decided to watch a 2015 Sam Rockwell I love which is Mr. Right. Uh, it's a fun uh, rom-com where he's an assassin who has this ability to kind of like dance around and kind of be zen-like and dodge bullets and, and, and take out people. And Tim Roth is his uh, former boss or co-worker, I guess, uh, from the CIA and tracking him down and trying to get him and it's just a uh, well put together movie. Uh, even uh, Riza is great in it. Uh, Anna Kendrick is fun in it, and it's just a fun uh, rom com with lots of action scenes. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the 2015 Sam Rockwell you didn't like was Poltergeist. Uh, we'll get to that. Okay, sounds good. I, I don't want to spoil it because it's. We're uh, going to talk about the I, worst movies. So. I have not seen this, but Maggie watched this. Um, I don't know when. I just remember, like, I've seen this on Netflix like a bunch of times and always gone, eh, I like Sam Rockwell. I should watch that. And then one day she was like, 
yeah, I watched the Sam Rockwell movie with Anna Kendrick, and I was like, was it good? And she was like, yeah. And so I've heard that it's good. I just haven't watched it. Uh, Boatman. Uh, yeah, uh, this movie opens okay. with what? I was going to say, I'm like, you've seen this. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, I have. Uh, this movie uh, doesn't necessarily open with, but the introduction to Sam Rockwell's character is him just dancing in a building. And uh, there are some super fun sequences in this movie. That's actually a little, this movie kind of underrated. I actually really like this one. It's kind of like, hey, what if we took like the basic rom com and then also added like a Hitman subplot? And I think that's kind of fun. Anna Kendrick is super charming in this. Uh, and she and Rockwell have like a weird amount of good chemistry. They both work off of each other really well. Um, yeah, this this movie's super fun. Payson. I have not heard it, but I've been recommended. But I've had it recommended to me. Uh, all right, let's go to Kirk. What did you think? Of, or have you seen this? I have seen it, and uh, I enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, this is another one like a movie I was talking about where it really combines the crime and the comedy very well. The you know, because this is another one that really doesn't pull any punches. A lot of like serious violence in this. Um, but like uh, Boatman said, they weave the rom com story in. And uh, Kendrick and Rockwell play characters that are like very typical for them, but kind of like just turned up to 11. And their chemistry together is great. And it's a hard sell. The way the story goes and their relationship builds, it's a hard sell to make that believable what happens. And they both pulled off very well. So yeah, this is another, I think it's great. I'd recommend it. All right, I'll prioritize this one then. Um, okay, so uh, let's move on to our least favorite movie that we loved this week. Uh, Payson, let's go back to you. Why don't you kick us off with this one? Yeah, so um, I've noticed a pattern as someone who goes to see a lot of movies is usually the second week of the movie-going summer is usually where they put something that is not going to be very good. I just threw uh, it I, up already. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, Firestarter 2022 is is, is, the, is the movie I chose. Uh, obviously, Doctor Strange, Multiverse Madness, still reaping in the box office. The studios are like, hey, let's just dump this piece of shit right here. Now, I know what you're thinking. Payson, this movie's on Peacock. Didn't you just watch it on Peacock? No. I went out to a theater to see this crock of shit. Uh, this movie has nothing... Okay, I shouldn't say it nothing. The score is really good to this movie. Everyone that will, has seen this movie will tell you John Carpenter composed the music, and it's really, really good. Everything else, you've seen it before. You are following maybe the most boring two leads that I think you could follow in a movie like this. Um, Zac Efron and his daughter have nothing really going for them character-wise. Um, the effect that they use for when um, Charlie is controlling fire looks like something that any like college graduate like that just learned how to use After Effects could do. Um, the main issue I have with this movie, um, and it's going to be kind of tough to explain, the lighting is so bad. It is. Like, the person... Yeah, Tim knows what I'm talking about. The, the person who lit these scenes has no idea how to light a scene. There's a... The first time you see Zac Efron, like, doing his little, like, seance thing, like, half of his face is just completely in the shadows for no reason. Like, I thought there was something wrong with my projector at my feet. For real. I straight, I straight up did. Yeah, like at one point I was like, okay, is this like some like director's choice? But no, it keeps on going throughout the movie. And like you can barely see anything like um, a very, very dumb movie. Doesn't really have much to it. I did not enjoy my time. 
Uh, Kirk, did you get to see this? I have not, and I have Peacock, so maybe sometime I'll check it out on Peacock, but I'm in no hurry. Garth, did you watch it? I did not, and I don't plan to, uh, especially since friends have told me a lot about what they hate about it, and one friend told me about this scene with a cat, especially, that's horrifying, and it's like, eh. Yeah, uh, I I see everything that's new, so I watched it, and... uh, yeah, it, it actually starts out kind of interesting. Like, I think the opening sequence is pretty good and had me... Because I, I honestly, I've never seen the original. Um, so all I knew about the film was that there's a girl. She starts fire with her mind. That's all I knew. Um, I didn't know anything about the parents. The, and they Them having abilities and shit like that. I knew nothing. Uh, so I thought the opening was really interesting because I was like, oh... This has like some shit that I didn't know. That's pretty cool. Okay, Stephen King, let's see what you got. And then it's all bad from there. <laughs> it's just not good. And I will say, I think Zach Efron is like trying. Like he's actually trying in the movie. And I think that the girl who plays Charlie was good for what she was given. The acting is not bad. Yeah. But she's not given anything to do. So the moments that she has, she's trying her best, and she's doing a decent job for a child actor. It's just, as Boatman would say, this is a nothing burger of a movie. Like it's just, there's, it's boring as fuck. It's ninety five minutes, and I was sitting there like, when is this thing gonna end? Like, and that's not a good thing. That's that's not a good thing when your movie's ninety five minutes and your audience is waiting for it to be over. Ooh. Uh Boatman, you saw this opening night, right? Oh, yeah. First in line for Firestarter 2022. No, I, I didn't see it. All right, Bowman, why don't you uh, start us off with, or keep us going with your uh, worst movie? I am a person who goes up the mountain, hits himself in the head, rolls down the mountain, and then climbs to climb back up the mountain to do the exact same thing. I watched all the best picture winners. And I was miserable. And now I'm watching all the best actor winners. And I'm miserable. I watched Charlie. Charlie. Y'all ever see Charlie? No. Oh, Payson has. But Charlie. I have. I have. Oh, Tim has too. <laughs> anyway, Charlie's bad, guys. Charlie's really bad. Uh, Cliff Robertson, Uncle Ben, good old Uncle Ben, uh, then Charlie. Uh, so, um, Charlie features Cliff Robertson playing a character who is mentally disabled, and it is one of the most uncomfortably bad performances I've ever seen. It is like Think Ben Stiller and Tropic Thunder, but about a thousand times worse. Like that's that's what it is. Um, it's it's genuinely uncomfortable. The fact that he beat Peter O'Toole for the Lion Winter is just infuriating. Uh, don't don't recommend. Don't recommend. Don't watch. Save yourself. Payson. Uh, yeah, I can echo everything Boat said. Um, uh, to anyone that's like, man, does do Dustin Hoffman and like Tom Hanks's portrayal of like someone with like 
mental disabilities movies like Rain Man and Forrest Gump, like, is this like, um, what's the word? Is is this like um, offensive to some people? I would recommend those people watch Charlie just so you can truly see how bad it is. Like Boatman said, um, I watched this in school, uh, like Mr. Smith Goes Watching, because it's uh, based off Flowers of Algernon. The only thing I'll add is this movie has one of the weirdest montages you will ever see of Charlie slowly falling in love with his uh, teacher. And uh, it goes from bad to worse. And that is all I will say. Kirk, have you seen this? I have not. And I'm not necessarily going to sit through every best actor winner like Boatman's doing. But I have a morbid curiosity. When I look and I see, okay, this person didn't win. I like need to go and see what beat that. And so, like, like you know, like I gotta watch Harry and Tonto, I gotta watch Charlie, I gotta watch these movies just to see what beat beat these all time great performances. And I know it's always gonna be bad, always gonna be disappointing, but just it's just like a like a like a scab you gotta rip off. Darth, what about you? Have you seen it? I'm not sure. Is this one where he is smart for a bit? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Then yeah, yeah, I have seen it, uh, but it's been a long time. Um, and and basically it's it's one of those ones where uh, you did bring up the uh <clears throat> ben stiller and it's like yeah you never go full and he went mm-hmm. full. uh yeah <laughs> um i like payson have also saw this at school i was in like sixth grade and they showed us this movie because it was based off of flowers for algernon uh, that's why I saw this, uh, and I remember being like, like, I was like eleven, but like even as a kid, you even know, as like, a kid, I was like, this uh, is this is not okay, right? Like, we're, like I didn't know what best actor was or like the Oscars or like I didn't know any of that shit, but I was just sitting there like, are they are they allowed to do this in the movie? What are we doing? Cody is correct. That teacher should be fired. <laughs> it's so weird, but yeah, no, it's is bad. Um, so good, good pick for worst. Um, and now I totally like wasn't thinking about what I'm gonna pick. Um, okay, so although I've watched a lot of good movies, I watched a few bad ones. Ooh, no, I got it. I got it. I don't even know why that didn't come straight to mind. Um, so I was driving home from work and I, on, this was on Sunday and I thought to myself, man, I haven't watched a movie yet today. I want to watch something before I go to bed. Got to pick something quick. And, um, my dear brother-in-law, Robert Parker, um, we, he uses my voodoo account and every now and then he'll go, Hey man, can you buy me this movie to study for the showdown? And I'll pay you 10 bucks. So it, can be on, it can be on the voodoo. And I say, sure. So I have a list on my voodoo that's movies that I need to watch. Because it, I, it's on my voodoo. I own it. I might as well watch it. Uh, and so I said, let's, let's look through this list. See if there's something quick I can watch. And um, I picked the shortest film in the list. At a crisp 91 minutes, I watched 2014's classic, I Frankenstein. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, this is one of those movies where I shit you not, this happens in the movie. So about eight minutes in, 
um, Frankenstein's monster, who was named Adam in this film. They name him Adam. He That's is what he uh, was in the book. Fair enough. I didn't know that. Uh, but he's he he's killing people. He's attacking like these demon things in the middle of like a graveyard or something. And these gargoyle, this gargoyle like clan that he's working with stops him. And one of the gargoyles says, Adam, we are fighting a secret war. The humans must not know about it. It happens in the darkness where the humans can't see. And I'm like, ooh, okay, that's kind of interesting. Like secret war that the world doesn't know about. I shit you not, four minutes later, there is a large scale battle between demons and gargoyles in the middle of like London. Just like in the middle of the streets where everybody can see. And I was like, not so secret of a war, huh, Miss Gargoyle? Like, what the fuck is happening? It's just one of those movies that like takes 10 minutes at the beginning to set up this like mythology and stuff that you're supposed to care about and then completely ignores it for 80 more minutes. And I just like, I don't know. Aaron Eckhart is like, they tried to make Frankenstein like sexy. Like there's a scene where like the girl is like, like, like healing one of his wounds and he's like shirtless and like ripped. And she's like, I need to help you. And he's like, oh, I'm just a bunch of bodies all stitched together. I'm like, well, you have a fucking six pack. So I don't, I don't know what's going on here. It's terrible. Uh, I didn't know Jai Courtney was in this. Um, he he delivers yet another varied performance, I would say. Uh, the, the whole movie is just crazy. Like, it's it's batshit. Bill Nighy is in this as the villain, as a big CGI villain. He seems like someone that would be in this type of yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. It's just... It's, it's, it's Miranda, straight from the underworld. Yeah. yeah. Miranda Otto's in it. Like, there's... This, this thing's fucking nuts. And, of course, it, it ends with Frankenstein, mo- Frankenstein's monster, like, walking down the street and he's like, I am the evil. I am this. I... Frankenstein, and I was like, "Oh, they said it!" And then the credits roll, and I was like, "Fucking kill me!" I texted Maggie. I was like, "I I just hurt myself today. I don't know why, but I did it." Uh, it it's a terrible I hurt myself today. <laughs> it's just it was like, like sometimes when I give a one star, I'm like, I feel bad. I'm like, they tried, like you know, but it, just, it, it didn't work out. This was just like. Bleh. Time. Like I knew from minute three, I was giving this thing a one star. Uh, Boatman, have you seen this? <laughs> you watch so many movies. It would I do watch a lot. No, that's fair. I do watch a lot of movies, but they're not <laughs> 2014. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh, Basin, let's go to you. I don't know, Tim. Whenever I'm walking around in a hot topic, I always think, man, it'd be really awesome if Frankenstein just showed up. No, actually, I have not seen this one. Uh, Kirk, have you seen it? I have not. Is this like one of the first, like one of the 14 movies that was supposed to start the Dark Universe? Yeah, it was the same Dark Universe in the same movie? This came out the same year as uh, Dracula Untold. Okay. Which was supposed to start something. And then those both bombed, and then they did the mummy like three years later. Yeah. And also, is this in Inner Geekdom in the Showdown? It yeah, is. it's comics oh, related. Oof. Okay, it, it's, it's based off of a comic book. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna stop giving well, fandoms a hard time. 
Yeah. Well, the, and the funny thing too is like, so Maggie and I watched uh, Kenneth Branagh's Frankenstein earlier that, or late last week. Um, and neither of us had, had seen it before. And I didn't know much about the Frankenstein story. So the weird thing is, is like after watching that, this movie like stays very true to the mythology of that book and that movie. And then just all of a sudden, just like he is fighting for a gargoyle clan and is killing demons. And it just, it made no sense. Uh, Garth, uh, have you seen this? Yeah, I'm a comics nerd, so yeah. Uh, one of the the werewolves in Underworld, I forget his name. He wrote the comic, and he couldn't get it published anywhere. It was people were like, "This is shit." So he put it online, and then he put, sent it around to like movie people, and somehow got got a movie made of it. So it's fanfic. Yeah, basically. I mean, like they have it under like graphic novels sometimes, and I'm like. It's not a graphic novel. It was an online comic that was like canned. But yeah. anyways, it's they made a, a movie of it. It's a big old piece of shit. So anyway, uh, let's not dwell on that much longer. Uh, let's go to Kirk. Kirk, your least favorite movie alive this week. Okay, like I said, I've been watching a lot of really good movies. Um, so nothing that I didn't like, like that I, I like really bothered me and I hated. Um, but the movie I like least, and I know this is gonna sit well with this crew, uh, but it's gonna have to be Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Um, Ooh. and I won't go, I know Boatman said earlier he hasn't seen it yet, so I won't go too deep into it. Uh, but I like Doctor Strange, go deep into it, that's fine, just tell me and I'll mute my speaker. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll we'll say spoiler free. Um, the uh, I like Doctor Strange's character, I think Doctor Strange is a really cool character. Uh, not a big fan of Wanda. Um, I've never really been that interested in her in the movies. I did not like WandaVision. I was not, I did not care about that. So when they brought that into the into this story, I just didn't care. Anytime she was on the screen and talking about her made up kids, I just was like, okay, let's move on to something else. Um, so her having such a big part in this was kind of just a downer for me. Um, and my problem overall with the multiverse, I, I mean, there have never been like huge stakes permanent stakes in MCU or comic book movies in general. Um, but I feel like the, the multiverse is just making like nothing matters. Um, like I said, I won't give details, but there are some character deaths in this movie that didn't even register with me. Like I didn't even think like, Oh, that character died because it was on me. Oh, that's just version 638 of this character. And we'll see versions one through 637 at some point. So nothing matters that happens in these movies now. Um, so it's, um, there are some really cool moments. There are certain moments this I thought were a lot of fun. Um, there are certain sections I like. There's a, there's a uh, review on Letterbox. Somebody said they actually let Sam Raimi direct some some parts of this movie. That's true. There are certain parts that are very Sam Raimi, and those were good. Um, but most he worked on some parts. Yeah, uh, but most of it just feels like a standard Marvel movie. And as far as Sam Raimi goes, I'm going to say this. I know it's blasphemy. Mark, uh, Mike Hanley will to talk to me again. But enough of Bruce Campbell already. Um, if you actually have something for him to do, he's that's great. Give him something to do, and I'm sure he'll be great at it. But I'm not at all excited just to see him show up to do nothing in a movie. And I don't know. Um, but I, yeah, so I mean, like I said, it wasn't terrible. I didn't hate it, but I walked away thinking, like, I don't need to watch it. Garth, what did you think about it? I, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, it's like middle of the MCU list for me. Uh, uh, the, there were parts I didn't like, uh, but for the most part, I liked it. Um, 
and you know some twists and turns but you know a lot of it was already predicted or given away in trailers so that was a bummer yeah um i i mean i i like every mcu movie like i don't give a fuck anymore like i was talking to kirk and cody and brian about this last night but you know you got your people on twitter saying they're lifeless colorless movies like i don't give a fuck i like them i'm sorry like i love the characters like i love the stories that they tell and um i i don't i don't blame you kirk for not digging this like at all um i i think it's it's a lower tier mcu movie um there are things this is one of those where like the things that i like i really really like like so much there are sequences in this movie where i was like cheering like oh my god yes um and then there are sequences in this movie where i felt like wow i feel like this should be way more impactful than it actually is and did not care at all um and then there are things i straight up did not like in 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 the slightest so i totally understand um i still gave it like a positive review and um i still saw it five times opening weekend because i have no chill um but again I'm, I eat this shit up. I love it. But I do agree that like, I I can't say it's a bad movie, but I also can't say it's like a great movie, especially when we're coming off of stuff like uh, No Way Home, which I loved, Shang-Chi I really liked. So, and even uh, Moon Knight on Disney Plus, I really liked. Those I think are all really strong, like MCU things. So I think this is definitely like lower tier MCU. But... That being said, um, I thought Doctor Strange as a character, really well done. I like his arc. I like where he's going um, by the end of the movie. So, um, and that, I mean, it's a Doctor Strange movie, so cool. And I like Wanda. I didn't like WandaVision. I think WandaVision is actually, other than What If, the worst of the MCU Disney Plus shows. I'm not a fan uh, of it. But that being said, uh, yeah, it's, it's whatever. Uh, Boatman, you haven't seen this, so we'll skip you. Payson? Yeah, I liked it. Um, This is nowhere near uh, top-tier MCU for me. Um, I think if if I I were to say my my one complaint about it, this is going to seem weird, is you hear, oh, Sam Raimi's making a multiverse movie. It's like, oh, that's awesome. But that's literally just all it is. It's Sam Raimi is making a multiverse movie, and it doesn't do as much with that as you might hope. Um, I think I there was just weirdly something missing with me with this mm-hmm. movie, and I hate to say it because, like, I like you, Tim. I do really like the MCU, and these movies are usually super fun for me. But there was just something wasn't there personally um i there are two specifically one like all-time mcu scene that is gonna stick with me for a while and i'm very happy uh that was in there um but if i could just complain about one thing and if this is the way it's going in the future fine but i am not a fan of this um the only tv show i've seen is loki and with this one they are very much making a point of like hey you gotta watch the TV shows at this at this point, or else you're gonna be somewhat lost. And I'm not the biggest fan of that. No, I agree with you on that. I, I think Kirk said that in his review too. Or yeah. correct me if I'm wrong, Kirk. I think you said that. Like, if we gotta, I I didn't 
again, and maybe it's because I'm so inundated with this stuff. I've literally watched these shows. Like, I've seen every single one of the Disney Plus shows at least twice because uh, I'm a maniac. Uh, and so maybe, like, it's just me. Like, I, I didn't feel like watching it, there was, like, all the big stuff of WandaVision. I didn't feel like actually, like, really fed into it other than the kids stuff. But that being said, I think that's a fear to have. Nick Tuig has been preaching that since 2019 and we didn't listen. Uh, but he's, he's, he's correct in that it, it does very much seem like that is the way we're going. And we'll, we'll see. We'll have to wait and see. But um, if, if game was the last time you saw Wanda watching this movie, you're yeah. going to be a little confused. That's fair. Yes, yeah, I would agree. That's what I'm trying to say, yeah. I'm saying they. I think they do enough in the movie to explain yeah, it yeah, fair. that you you can understand and watch the movie. But yes, you obviously like you get more out of it. From yeah. Watching. But anyway, okay. Enough about that. Uh, let's move over to Garth. Garth, let's hear what your least favorite. Were was I correct or was I wrong? You were wrong. Oh uh, yeah, uh, the the 2015 Sam Rockwell movie I didn't like. Uh, only gave two stars was Don Verdeen. Uh Someone, some friends were talking about it. It was Sam Rockwell, Jermaine Clement, and Danny McBride in a comedy, and you know, by uh, directed by uh, Jared Hess from uh, Napoleon Dynamite fame. And what is the name like, of the movie? I'm sorry, Don Verdeen. Don Verdeen, D O N. V E R D E A N. Oh, okay. I found it. Got it. Uh, and so, director and the, the leading cast, I was like, oh, sounds up my alley. All right. And I just really did not connect with it. Uh, it's a spoof of religious uh, people, uh, you know, and art ancient artifacts like Holy Grail and things like that and they spoof things and fake things and uh basically con people and shootouts and things like that uh and it's just goofy 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 but uh it you know some people might love it but it, it didn't connect with me and I, I i just really like struggled to get through it uh jared hess hasn't made anything good since napoleon if, if we're if we're if we're being completely honest, I haven't seen this movie. I've never heard of this film, uh, but I've seen Nacho Libre, I've seen Masterminds, and I believe this is the guy who's helming the upcoming uh, smash success Minecraft film. Well, I'm not <laughs> looking forward to that either because again, I say nothing's been uh, good as do chickens have large talons because ever since then, like the the, the, the man doesn't hit, but. That is a line that will stay with me forever. Do chickens have large talons? Uh, Boatman, have you seen this one? Uh, no. Uh, first of all, are you drinking two percent because you think you're fat? <laughs> you're not. Because you're not. Whole milk if you wanted to. <laughs> it's more my all-time favorite. <laughs> um, have not. I was weirdly excited for this movie. In like 2015, when the trailers were coming out, and then I heard it was awful, and I didn't see it. Uh, Payson, have you seen this? I caught you a delicious bass. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I have not seen this one. <laughs> your point. How do you spend your summer? Told you, hunting Wolverine's the last of my uncle. 
what kind of gun do you use? For the 12 gauge, what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> no, I haven't seen this either. We just quote. <laughs> that is that is one of those movies where like when it either hits you or it doesn't. I remember yeah. making Maggie watch Napoleon Dynamite. And I was like laughing my ass off, and she's like, "This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen." In my life. But it is just so funny. The other line I really like from Napoleon—I don't even give a shit—we're doing it. The other line I really like is the uh, the twelve dollars. That's like a dollar and a half. So good. All right. Um, I think that was everybody for worst. Correct? Yeah, we hit everybody. All right. Let's get into our list. Uh, we're going to be talking about movies based on TV shows. Payson, why don't you kick us off? What's your first pick? Yeah. Um, which of the two am I going to pick? I'm going to do one I watched last week. Uh, it's it's a sequel. It's a comedy sequel. I'm picking 22 Jump Street. Uh, I could have picked, honestly, either of the Jump Street movies. I think they are really, really, like, way better than they have any right to be. Um, and I think there are a lot of reasons why, but I think I just like this one just a little more, mainly just because the jokes hit just slightly better. Um, in the same way how the first one is very much making fun of, like, how stupid, like, shameless reboots can be, this one is very much poking fun at how um, stupid, like, unnecessary sequels can be. Like, I love how the first scene, like, there's you can clearly tell like they have way more budget than the first one and they're just doing this insane like bad boy shot around it's like yeah jenka we've been in this for for uh years it's like what are we gonna be doing and then you realize oh this is part of the joke um just all the meta jokes like when they're going across the street it's like oh yeah we're now across the street 22 jump street yeah next week we'll probably be at 23 jump street they're building it next uh they're building it it'll be open next week is a uh, great um just all the fun things at the college, like uh, Channing Tatum and Wyatt Russell's like very hardcore bromance friendship, I think is great. Um, the funniest bit in this movie has got to be when um, Schmidt doesn't know that he banged Ice Cube's daughter, and he goes up, it's like, yeah, I got laid, and at first Ice Cube's like, yeah, man, great job. And then the next day, they see each other, and Ice is, it is like a nuclear bomb that is about to go off. Like the captain's daughter. <laughs> Every time he says that, that is another foot up your ass. <laughs> uh, this this movie's great. Um, the way how it ends in, like, Mexico on, like, a spring break, I think is great. Um, and, of course, that end credit scene. Everyone knows it. Just, y'all are going to medical school. And then you go through every single sequel. But, yeah, I really love these movies. And I think I like this one just a little more. No, I agree. I like this one better than the first one. But I do like both. This was a fun fact. First movie that uh, Maggie and I, uh, well, technically, we didn't watch it to get, like, it was a crew showing at the theater, but we were in the same auditorium. We were close. This is the first time I noticed Maggie. It's a weird thing to think about, but it is the truth. Right, Maggie? 22 Jump Street? 20, yeah, she gave me a yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, my favorite part of the uh, post-credit scene thing is when Seth Rogen randomly shows up and he's like, let's do this, Jenkins. <laughs> like, I love that most. What, what contract dispute? What are you talking about? Like, that whole thing is, is fucking great. No, I think the movie's very, very funny. Um, I love the meta-ness of it, just like the first one. Um, and uh, I think 
I like the moment in both movies, but the Nick Offerman scene when they're like oh. in the right at the beginning and they're talking to him, he's like, turns out people want more jump straight. And they do that whole thing. Like, it's so funny. And I think that, um, I can't think of her name, but the the girl, the blonde girl who- Jillian Bell. Jillian Bell. Yes. I think she's very funny in this movie. Oh, uh, and, and when her and Jonah Hill are fighting, like, at the end of the movie, and she's, he's, like, trying to, like, basically take her down, and she's like, are you trying, are you trying to fuck me? He's like, no, no, I don't want to do that. It's, it's so funny. Like, I think this movie just really, really works. I think that it might be, like, 15, 20 minutes too long, I think, but... I don't think it overstays its welcome too much, but it does it does drag on just a little bit in the middle. But overall, very funny sequel. Uh, great pick, Boatman. Uh, yeah, I, I personally prefer the first one, mainly because I don't find Jillian Bell's character funny. She's kind of the problem of the movie for me, if I'm being honest. Um, but no, like I think this one ups the meta comedy, and I love that so much. The, the meta comedy is hilarious. Julia Roberts. Julia Rob Hurts. <laughs> oh yeah, that's oh yeah, that's true. That's a great sequence. Uh, yeah, I I think that there's a lot of really funny moments in this movie. Some moments that are just funnier, uh, and I'm like you know, oh, it's it's of a red herring and like just stuff like that. <laughs> really clever. I just love Lord Miller. You know what? Tangent, but. I'm sorry. If you are going to blame something off of we used old characters and not we fired Lord and Miller. If you fired Lord and Miller, that was your problem. That was your problem. Are you mad at Lucasfilm or something? Yes. Okay, it's fair. <laughs> Apparently, Bowman has something against Opie. My gosh. Uh, Kirk. <laughs> I haven't seen 22 yet. Uh, Garth. And speaking of Opie, his daughter's a better Star Wars director. Um, but anyways, I, I prefer the first uh, 21 Jump Street spoof. Uh, and uh, I, I actually was, I'm old enough, I watched the TV series. So it's always interesting to me when they do these, uh, you know, movies based on TV shows. And the TV show was wicked serious. And then they do the, these spoof movies. Uh, and so it's always fun to see that little twist. And uh, especially the first one I like when uh, the old characters from the TV show show up. You know. Okay. Uh, Boatman, let's go to you. Uh, yeah, my first pick. Uh, yeah, this, this definitely counts. Uh, there was a TV show in the late 70s, mid to late 70s, early 80s. Uh, that featured a cast of characters, and that went on and spawned a major franchise. I'm going with the first one, though there's a bunch of other ones you can make the argument for. I want to. So we don't talk about the first one enough because I love that one. I'm going with 1979's The Muppet Movie. Uh, I love the Muppets in general. No, not everyone does. I do, uh, and the Muppet Movie. Maybe, I, I don't know, it goes back and forth for me between this and 2011 for like what my favorite is, but this one feels more like the TV show where 2011 is more like a reboot. Um, this this one is like 
so much fun. I love the songs. All the cameos are great. It's just, this is just like pure Muppet magic. Um, I, I think, well, it's not necessarily my favorite song. My favorite song sequence in the movie is Moving Right Along. Just Kermit and Fozzie in the car. That's just so much fun. Yeah, moving right along. Like, I love it. Uh, yeah, no. This, Fork in the road. What? Fork in the road. Fork in the road. Uh, yeah. This, 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 Baker. It's just a delight. I really enjoy it. Uh, yeah, big, big fan, obviously. <laughs> I, I love the Muppets. Uh, I love this movie. It's not my favorite of the movies. I do, weirdly, like, I have a, I, I love all the Muppet movies, but I have a, a weird ranking. Like, I would take 2011 over this. I would take, uh, Takes Manhattan over this. I, I really, I really like Takes Manhattan. Uh, and, and then this one. Uh, but, yeah, no, this movie's great. Uh, this is, I'm, I'm not wrong. This is Steve Martin doing the waiter scene. Like, I, I really like that scene a lot. Top tier Muppet cameo. There's there's a scene in this where uh, Kermit and Miss Piggy basically get kidnapped, and then Piggy like beats the shit out of like all of these guys, and then it's just like, <sighs> well, uh, bye, and then just fucking leaves, and I don't know why, but it makes me laugh every time. Uh, yeah, big fan of the Muppets. Uh, did not even think about the fact that this would absolutely count. This totally counts. And uh, it never even crossed my mind to include the Muppets. So good, good pick. Pace. Uh, yeah, I've seen the newer Muppet movies. I have not gone back and watched the older ones. I really should because I've heard great things about this one. Kirk. Uh, no, I definitely had this on the list of movies that could be talked about. Um, I think this is the best Muppet movie. I think it just captures the spirit of the Muppets. Uh, the best out of all of them. I just love the tone. That just it's kind of like just that like melancholy and almost like depressing tone it has to it. Like it does not pander to kids at all. It's like life kind of sucks, even when you're a puppet. And uh, yeah, the music's great. Uh, Charles Durning uh, is great as the villain. Uh, just the it's just just such a stupid thing. Like he wants Kermit for his frog legs and chase him across the country for that. The the uh, my favorite cameo is Orson Welles. I think he's just so perfect for that moment. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is definitely top tier Muppets for me. Uh, it's it's the one that I'll go back to the most probably. Earth. Uh, yeah, it's uh, like Kirk said. Uh, it's my favorite Muppet movie, um, and I grew up with the Muppets. Uh, you know, from a young age, uh, Sesame Street and all that. And uh, I I think the 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 first Henson movie I saw was in it like Big Bird, like Catch That Bird or something like that. Uh, follow that bird. Uh, yeah. Follow that bird. Yeah. And so I remember that one. And then uh, my dad's an art teacher, and one of his students in '79 uh, was uh, Brian Henson. So he had oh, one wow. class. He had um, he had him. Um, uh, the class helped make puppets. My dad let me sit in with it, and so I still got like in a box somewhere some puppets made by Brian Henson. So that was that's, cool. That's uh, fucking awesome, dude. But uh, yeah, it's it's a really good movie, and all the uh, celebrity cameos are, are really awesome. Okay, uh, I will go next. Um, I think Boatman might have picked this one, but I'm going to beat him to it. And there's only one word I can say to describe this movie. And that word is... Epa! 
the Simpsons movie. Yes, uh, yes, is, it is fantastic. Um, I I am not the biggest. So let me say this: I really liked the Simpsons growing up. I have I've fallen off of it. I haven't watched anything new in years. But the movie is so funny. Uh, it's I remember seeing it in the theater and thinking it was just like the most amazing thing ever uh there are just like little bits in this movie that are absolutely kill me the, the tom hanks cameo i love i love arnold schwarzenegger as the president i love when they move to alaska i love the um the the title card that comes up when it says the to be continued immediately <laughs> it's just like there there are just like little things in this movie and this is another movie like napoleon dynamite where like you either like it or you don't. I don't feel like there's really an in-between. And another one that I showed Maggie where Homer Simpson is sitting there going, thank you, magic boob lady. And I'm laughing my ass off. And she's like, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> but I think it's great. Uh, yes, Albert Brooks is in the film. Uh, so it does, the, does lend itself to be, to be a plus. But no, I, I really like the movie overall. I think it's quite, quite funny. Um, when I was thinking of like TV shows to movie, um, there was one big one that I thought of that I didn't bring up first, but then this was the second one I thought of. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with that. So uh, Simpsons movie. Yes. Boatman, go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I love The Simpsons. Uh, when I was like in high school, I got really into like The Simpsons, and like I, I never really watched like my era Simpsons. I went back and I watched like the classic seasons three to through nine, yeah, and um, love that era of The Simpsons, love those characters. Uh, and yet, no, this movie is. Like, it, it has, you know, a lot of movies that are, rather than, like, being reboots of the TV show, are parts, like, are continuations of the show. A lot of times they can fall into the trap of just feeling like a long episode of the show. Uh, like, there's, I, I would say, like, a few of the Star Trek movies kind of fall into that. Like, specifically Insurrection, I would say, it kind of just feels like a longer episode of the show. Uh, Simpsons movie does not just feel like a long Simpsons episode. It feels like an event. There's a certain level of epicness to it that I really enjoy. Uh, it, this is just super funny. Obviously, Albert Brooks is the villain, and he gets a lot of laughs. Um, but all the like, there are some great moments with the characters that are very funny. Uh, this is the worst day of my life. The worst day of your life so far. Like, that's such a great moment. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is just, like, super fun. Payson. Uh, yeah, um, I have not seen this movie. I've never seen an episode of The Simpsons. It's what I've wanted to watch. I've also always wanted to get into The Simpsons. What I will say is, even at, because this movie came out when I was, like, 10, I can't think of a single comedy that ever got this much hype before the movie came out without triggering like world events and like potential violence between nations like this movie was huge he's talking about the interview yeah oh gotcha fair i was like what the fuck are you talking about yeah honestly like uh, sorry i'm gonna cut in again but like i've just started watching bob's burgers and 
yeah, I'm very, I love the show. Like it's fucking fantastic. And so now I'm really excited for the movie. And then that's what kind of made me think about, Oh, holy shit. Like Simpsons movie. Like it, like I, it's kind of crazy thing. Bob's burgers has already been on the air for, you know, like 12 years. But then by the time the Simpsons movie came out, the Simpsons was on the air for 2019, 20, something like that. It's fucking nuts. Uh, Kirk Simpsons movie. Yay or nay? Um, I, I don't think it's bad. I just feel like it came a little too late. You know, like I wish they would, I wish they either would have made it like during that like golden age that, you know, Boatman was talking about or waited, you know, I mean, it's probably never going to go off the air. So that might not be an option, but you know, if this had come out like 20 years, theoretically after Simpsons gone off the air, you're like, Oh, more Simpsons. That's exciting. But the fact that the show had already lost so much steam and it kind of follows that I disagree with Boatman a little bit. I kind of do feel like it feels like just, another extended episode of the series. And I think it's because like the, you know, you have on a, any given episode of the Simpsons, you have like a list celebrity showing up. You could have an Elbert Brooks or Tom Hanks show up during an episode of the Simpsons. So when they're on the movie, it's not necessarily that exciting. Um, but so like, it didn't really do that much for me. Um, I just, like I said, I think I was just kind of like Simpsons were kind of done for me at this point. So I didn't get that much out of it. Fair enough. Garth, what about you? Yeah, I'm an old school Simpsons fan. I was a fan of uh, Matt Groening's uh, Life in Hell comics. So when the Tracy Ullman show uh, announced they were doing a Matt Groening uh, animated shorts uh, each week, I was like, oh, my God, great. And it was The Simpsons. And the, the, if you look at those first shorts, uh, you know, the, the animation was very crude. It was very, like, done, like, Matt Groening style. Uh, and they've evolved over the years, but I love the movie. Uh, and the highlight for me, uh, which I still want them to work something out with Fox and put Spider Pig in a Spider Verse movie. Just have that crossover. I mean, you already got Spider Ham, so Spider Ham yeah. and Spider Pig. Fair enough. Uh, all right. We are going to move on to Kirk's first pick. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll go chalk for my first pick. Why not? I'll go. I'll take the obvious one. Um, and again, this is the way we talk about a lot of them. But I'll talk about the best. Uh, I'll go Star Trek Two: Wrath of Khan. Okay. Uh, this so now is, I, I don't have to. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is a movie that uh, the first Star Trek, the motion picture, is at its core a really good adaptation of the original series because the original series wasn't necessarily like an action show you didn't have like big shootouts and fights it was exploration and it was weird stuff taking over the ship every week and them having to deal with that so it wasn't a bad adaptation of the show it just i mean it was faithful to the show it just got they were just trying too hard to be 2001 and it didn't yeah. it didn't work out um you know they course corrected here and they kind of changed what star trek was at this point but they made it something great. Uh, and I think this is, um, you know, the fact that this is based on one specific episode of the show. It's based on uh, this episode of Space Seed. And I, probably 95% of you, who, the people who tell you this is the best Star Trek movie, hasn't, haven't seen that episode. Um, but that just tells you how good a job they do of, you know, it, you know evolving that into something else. Uh, Ricardo Montalban is great. He's the best uh, Star Trek movie villain there's ever been. Um, and just him and his pursuit in their cat and mouse game, uh, the the mm. third act, the battle in the in the in the nebula, 
and you know the the the, like the submarine type fight that they're having is so good uh it's i think it's a james horner score um fantastic score one of the one of my favorite non-john williams scores uh just so good and it's just such a good uh just keeps that tension up for that whole all those scenes um and yeah i think that all the cast at their best here you know they're not that old yet even though it's ironically about them getting too old but they're not that old yet in this movie uh they still got a lot of that energy and i think they're all doing their best work i think this is the best you know acting wise story wise uh the effects i saw this on the big screen a couple about a couple months ago for the first time and i was shocked how well those effects hold up like this movie looks fantastic um so yeah this is my without a doubt my favorite star trek movie and uh so yeah kirk i'm curious did you um when you saw it a couple months ago in theaters, was it like the new 4K version of the movie? I, would... I honestly, if it was, they didn't announce it. I don't know. Okay. I mean, it looked it looked like it might have been because that's how like crisp everything was. Sure. So it very likely was, but they didn't like announce it as that. Sure. Um, anyway, I go back and forth between which one I like more, this or Undiscovered Country. Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm again, I'm a generic like millennial asshole, and I like Star Trek Online the best, but. Uh, runners up being this and undiscovered country. I, I, uh, this one, it just feels so radically different from the motion picture while also staying true to the characters. Um, it, it's great. I just rewatched it cause they just put out one through four on 4k Blu-ray. So I, I watched all four of the, uh, first four and yeah, this is the, uh, of those four. I would agree. This is this is the best. Uh, I agree with Star Drew. I think Voyage Home is a gem. I also love that one. I, I actually think Search for Spock is not that bad. It gets a bad rep. I think it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, no, this one is awesome. Um, again, I just kind of like the who done it aspect of Undiscovered Country a little bit more. Um, but I think overall, like villain wise and uh, character wise, I like this one. So I go back and forth, but this is an excellent pick. I don't blame anybody if they say this is their favorite Star Trek movie. Like, absolutely. I was telling Kirk last night, I believe, they're they're doing the director's cut of this for Turner Classic Movies later this year, and I'm probably going to go see that in the theater because I've never seen it in the theater. I would really like to. So, uh, Boatman, Wrath of Khan. Yeah, Wrath of Khan's great. Uh, I, I love just, like, that's the thing that I kind of – like about Star Trek that I feel like we don't quite get enough of, especially in the, the later movies. I just love the like kind of contained thriller aspect of these two characters, the hero and the villain really aren't, they're not fighting each other, right? They're fighting each other through the ships and it's, but like, it's, they're not like physically fighting it's more of this mental warfare type thing, and they're just communicating. It's more of like a McLean Gruber relationship between the two of them, and I think that's really fascinating and fun of uh, keeping them separated. I really like that, or a Reeves Hopper Speed type relationship, and I think that's really cool. Uh, yeah, this this one's awesome. Not my personal favorite Star Trek movie that goes to Undiscovered Country because I'm a nerd. Okay, Payson, your take. Yeah, uh, Star Trek is something I need to get more into. I've seen the newer ones. I have not gone back and watched the older ones, so I need to get more into it. So I have not seen this. Garth, what about you? Oh, yeah. Uh, I grew up with Star Trek in the 70s. Uh, saw all the movies as they came out. 
Uh, and my personal favorite is uh, the Voyage Home, but Rathacon is really awesome. Uh, it definitely belongs in the top tier for anyone. Um, and, you know, so many uh, pivotal scenes that that are stand out in cinema, you know, the screaming con at the top of his lungs, etc. cetera. Uh, and it's it's just a wonderful, uh, like like Kirk said, it's based on that one episode with Khan, and, and you know to take one little episode and just expand on it that well, it, it was an amazing feat. Okay, but Kirk and Garth, this is for both of you. Who did it better, Shatner or Quinto yelling Khan? <laughs> Shatner. That's what I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but anyway. I thought you were going George Costanza on that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's also a fair pick. Uh, okay, so I believe we are to Garth for his first pick. Yeah, so uh, I went a little overboard and like went through like printing oh out God. lists of like hundreds yes. of movies and uh, went nuts. Uh, and but I, I decided to go with. Uh, personal favorites, you know, not not what I think is the best, but what I I've watched the most over the years, uh, over and over again, uh, and what I get more enjoyment out of. Uh, so the the one I'll start with is uh, you can evidence by my clothes tonight is uh, Wayne's World, uh, based on the SNL skit, uh, and you know Penelope Cirrus uh, did a great job directing this, you know. Uh, for for Saturday Night Live movies, uh, most or misses uh, with very few hits, uh, and this one I think was a good hit. Uh, and I just really liked how they f- fleshed out the characters a little more and gave a little more story to them, and uh, really fun moments. And the Bohemian Rhapsody moment was so pivotal that in the you know movie about Queen, they had to include Mike Myers talking about it. So. I actually never put that together, but that's totally accurate. Yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so I've seen lots of bits and pieces of this movie, but I've actually never sat down and watched it. I, I feel like it's a movie I would really like, um, but I just, I've never watched it all the way through. Uh, Boatman. I think this is one of those movies. Uh, that, uh, there are a lot of them in like the 90s specifically, but one of those comedies, right, that works on so many different levels and layers because on its surface it's just a stupid like slacker 90s comedy right and even from that perspective i think you can get a lot of enjoyment out of it like there's one level where it's just kind of napoleon dynamite right funny and the kind of just oh look at how stupid these characters are way but then you peel back that layer and behind that layer, there's just a lot of, like, clever meta-comedy. And beyond that, there's just a lot of, like, statements about the, the show business industry going on. And, like, Wayne's World is a way smarter movie than it gets credit for. I think one of just the funniest jokes that I just love is the product placement bit. <laughs> I will not bow to any sponsor. Like that's Darth in the suit with all the patches. Yeah, just so, like the way it keeps going is great. And yeah, I I think this movie is just super smart. Like it's a super smart movie disguised as a super dumb movie. 
And I love those types of comedies. Okay. Uh, Payson. Yeah, it's been a minute, but I really, really love this movie. Uh, I think Mike Myers and Dana Carvey are so much fun as these roles, just playing these idiots in, like, the best way possible. Um, it's almost kind of funny how this movie sort of, like, you, it, it almost feels like a time capsule in a way of, like, everything of what the early 90s was um, in in uh, good ways and bad, but it's very fun to laugh at. Yeah, like both said, that uh, that product placement scene is so funny and like the lazier version of that is the thing in the cat in the hat that we don't have to talk about but like this is a very very funny way to do it but yeah i i want to watch i want to rewatch this movie this movie is very funny kirk yeah like gar said i think it's a, it's good for a set live movie because most of those are pretty hard misses and oh. boatman's right there are clever moments in it uh, but Mike Myers, like, I've just never been a fan of his. Like, these movies, Austin Powers, just never hit for me. Um, but, yeah, like, it's there. It does have its moments. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Uh, we are back up to Payson. Payson, your second pick. Uh, I froze out. It's it's me, right? It's your second pick. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, so, Tim was talking earlier about how some movies based off TV shows can feel like <laughs> – large episodes i'm not gonna lie this is one of the oh you did not okay (laughs) i think think boatman said it boatman said it i'm so sorry i'm mixing up my admins um but um i'm not gonna lie this one definitely is that but i love the series so much that this why i'm picking it i'm picking cowboy bebop the movie uh cowboy bebop the movie based off in my opinion one of the greatest i'm just gonna say animated series of all time let alone anime um this is uh essentially what it is it is in a way like a two-hour episode of cowboy bebop but i love these characters so much that i'm honestly okay with that um the the best thing about this movie is the style and i'm sorry Payson. is this 98 or 01 uh 01 98 is the series 01 is the movie yeah okay um, yeah, just the style and the music of this movie is excellent. Um, it definitely does feel like they got a little bit more money when making this movie to make it more cinematic. Um, yeah, just all four of the main characters are just as fun as um, they are in the show. Spike, Faye, Jet, and uh, Ed. Um, the new characters I love, I love Elektra and her like relationship with Spike, I think is great. The uh, final action scene with them, like going through like the amusement park i think is super fun um yeah i i really enjoy this movie when i watch cowboy view up i always make sure to um put this in rotation as to where it is in the um which i'm gonna call it uh timeline of the show which is between episode 22 and 23 but yeah this is i really enjoy this movie I've heard really good things about cowboy bebop i'm just i i'm not an anime person um so i i haven't ever tried it so I might eventually, who knows? Um, I was gonna watch the Netflix show because I was I was intrigued by the the trailers and then I, it came out and I heard it was bad. Um, but I really like John Cho, so it was like I, I might eventually cool. watch He's that. Very good. And if but like I have heard really good things about the anime and that the anime is really great and that um, there are some things about the show that are good, but that I actually didn't realize there was a movie mixed in yeah. there. So, uh, but I haven't seen it, so I can't say. Boatman, uh, I have not seen it. 
I've seen like the first three episodes of Cowboy Bebop, and those are all really good. Kirk. I have not seen any Cowboy Bebop, uh, but I was over at my friend's house on New Year's Eve, and he had the soundtrack for this on vinyl, and he played it for me. Actually, I didn't even know. He just put it on. And I'm like, this is really great. What is this? Like, it's a Cowboy Bebop soundtrack. So that made me want to watch this. That's a cool friend. Uh, Garth. Uh, yeah, yeah. Big fan of the manga and uh, the, the the anime and uh, the movie's a fun uh, connection to the show. Uh, and I'll admit I didn't consider it because I didn't know if it was like considered based on the manga, like based on comics more than it's. But I, it, it, as Payson points out, it's part of the TV series. Like it, it fits in with it, uh, so it definitely counts. And uh, I don't don't get into the Netflix show. Watch the watch the anime. Uh, the, the Netflix show. John Cho is a great actor, but uh, it just doesn't hold up. It's fair. Okay, uh, Boatman, we're on to you again. What is your story? okay? Well, Tim, uh, you, I, I was actually between two, and they were I both... oh, I, I picked one of yours. Okay, what? And I picked one of your two. I picked one of the two. I was between two for the second pick. And they both had a lot in common. Is because I was between two uh, movies based on cartoons centered around yellow characters. Oh, so okay. you picked the Simpsons movie. Yeah. I'm a goofy goober! <laughs> the, the, the SpongeBob SquarePants movie. Look, look. I get it. Some of you, some of you are going to be like, what? You don't understand, man. You don't understand. It's SpongeBob. It's SpongeBob. And it's like the last of like the true top quality SpongeBob. Like there's oh. a reason. Most hardcore SpongeBob fans will go first three seasons and then the movie. I'll dip a little bit to season four and five. There's some good stuff there. But the first three seasons is where you still got Steven Hillenburg and then the movie. And the movie was supposed to be like the series finale and then they just kept it going. Uh, but you can kind of tell because technically speaking, everything that came after uh, in the show, chronologically like in canon, still comes before the movie, which is interesting. Um, but yeah, this, this movie is just super fun. I love... The Koofy Goober stuff, the David Hasselhoff cameo is one of the most bizarre things ever. Uh, this is just a delight. If you don't like these characters, you're not going to enjoy the movie. I love these characters. I think this is super fun. Just, just dig the heck out of this one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I I grew up with SpongeBob. It aired, I think, like when I was, what what year did it air? Like 97, something like that? 98? 99, I want to say. Okay, so I, I was... It went from like 99 to, the, it started in like 99 or 99. So I was five when it aired, and uh, I I just, I grew up with it. And so uh, I, I remember feeling so cool, because this movie came out, and I went and saw it with my with my three sisters. We went and saw it the week that it came out. And then the next day, my my neighbor friend, he came over and he was like, "Hey, my dad's taking me to see SpongeBob. You want to come?" And I was like, "I've already seen it." But yeah, I'll go again. 
And I was like 10. I was like, fuck yeah, I'll go see SpongeBob a second time. Let's fucking go. Uh, it's great. I love this. I love this movie. I haven't watched it in a really long time. And I, and I need to give it a rewatch because I liked the second one. I thought the, the new one was pretty bad, uh, if I'm going to be honest. Um, but this one, it, 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 it's totally nostalgia-based. Um, 100% completely nostalgia-based, but I'm with Boatman 100% of the way, is that the David Hasselhoff, I can take you there, and he just like runs up. It's, it's majestic. It's beautiful. Uh, Shell City. Fucking love it. Uh, now that we're men fantastic uh i can't grow a mustache so i will never be as manly as spongebob and patrick and alec baldwin does what, what is he is he a sea cucumber no he's a no he's a sea i feel like he's a sea cucumber i don't dennis? think did they ever confirm what he is his name's dennis though I remember yeah dennis. i know he's dennis he's got big boots uh no great movie um I too thought if you ate much too much ice cream, you would get fucking wasted, but um, is not the case. But yeah, fantastic movie. Only thing wrong with this movie: not enough Sandy. She's in like one scene. What the fuck, guys? What are we doing? Sandy Cheeks is an incredible character. What are we doing here? Um, but yeah, my other little thing about this movie I actually love is when. Um, Squidward gets the to become the manager of the Krusty Krab 2, which I like Mr. Krabs' thoughts here. Put it right next to the original restaurant. Like, totally makes sense. That that makes sense for your chain. Uh, but a giant image of Squidward just, like, falls from the sky, and it's just, like, his plain-ass face. Like, I, I don't know why. I just think that is very, very fucking funny. And, yeah, big fan of this movie uh, through and through. It's great. Uh, Payson, you are young. Yeah, so this is weird. So I'm a Zoomer as well. I did not watch a ton of SpongeBob as a kid. I was mainly on the Cartoon Network side, so I never watched the movie. And uh, I kind of got into SpongeBob a little later, but uh, Taylor's always wanted to show this to me, so maybe one day I'll watch it. Oh, that's great. Uh, Kirk, uh, this seems like something you would hate. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen the movie. I'm not... There was a time when the show first came on the air that I watched it for a little bit because it was like kitschy to watch SpongeBob. Yeah. Um, but I tired of it quickly, long before this movie came out. Garth, what about you? Uh, yeah, you mentioned you were five and ninety nine. I was thirty one, but uh, I'm a kid at heart, so uh, I, I like the show. Uh, I always got confused because I was like, "Wait, Squidward's not a squid? Wait, why would they call him Squidward then?" Um, <laughs> I'm not a boat. <laughs> okay. Good point. It's a fair, it's a fair point. It's a fair point to make. <laughs> you got me there. Flawless logic. Can't argue that. Uh, but yeah, this was a bizarre movie and I loved it. And uh Someday look up uh, Google Image Shirts. Uh, they they sold one of the movie props, and it was like the light the the body of uh, David Hasselhoff with a motorboat thing, so it would go on the ocean. Oh my and god! And it's just this prop of like like full on Dave like wax thing of David Hasselhoff that you can like run like a motorboat on the on the water. Jesus Christ! Uh, yeah, man, SpongeBob SquarePants movie is treasure so if you haven't seen it do yourself a favor um okay let's move on 
to my next pick. Um, I was actually really between two, another animated one, actually. And uh, I had to search my soul and realize that there was actually one that I, I like more. I'm going to be honest and just see if somebody uh, picks it. But I was I was between Batman Mask of the Phantasm, which I'm not picking. Someone else might pick it. I don't know, maybe. Um, but what I'm going with, I think, is just ultimately a much better movie, much better time at the movies overall. Um, and it is a sequel in a series of movies based off of a television show. Is the fifth one in the series, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Um, this is my favorite of the Mission Impossible <clears throat> series. Rogue Nation, not Rush. Yeah, whatever. I don't know how to spell it. <laughs> um, big fan of this one. This is my favorite of the of the six. Um, I, I honestly like I like all of them. Like two is obviously like the worst one, but like I find something to like. Mission Impossible. What? That was my Limp Biscuit Mission Impossible. Oh, I was like, what the fuck okay. was that? Yeah, was like, uh, are you uh, going to be <laughs> Yeah, but big, big fan overall. I think that the action, like the set pieces in this one are the best in the series. Um, the, the playing at the beginning, um, I think it's such an awesome, badass way to kick off the movie. Um, I think that the jumping into the water holding the breath for the minutes trying to switch out the cards and stuff i love that sequence um the car chase uh i believe it's in morocco through morocco i think is incredible um there's just a lot i really really like about this movie and granted like i think a lot of people really love ghost protocol i've never been huge on it like i like it a lot but it's it's never been my favorite one and i like that they like Gave Simon Pegg a bigger role in the fourth one and then even a bigger one in the fifth one. I think Simon Pegg is a, a great standout in this one. And Rebecca Ferguson is a treasure. We must protect her at all costs. She's been in a ton of terrible movies. Uh, the Snowman. Snowman. Snowman is what me and Maggie call it. Terrible fucking movie. Detective Harry Hole. Detective Harry Hole. That was his name in the movie. I will never forget sitting in the theater for that movie and looking at Maggie and saying, Harry Hole? What are we doing here? Uh, and uh, she she also was lip-syncing in The Greatest Showman. She, she's she been in some bad movies, but she's incredible, and we must protect her at all costs. Uh, and I really like Sean Harris as the villain, um, as Solomon Lane. I think Solomon Lane is the best villain we've gotten in the series. Um, granted, I think Philip Seymour Hoffman is awesome in the third one, but I really like Sean Harris in this and the sixth one. Um so yeah, big fan of and honestly, I really like Jeremy Renner in in his role in this too. Like I think in the fourth one, he was there as kind of like the oop, we're gonna replace Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise wants to leave the franchise, and the movie made a billion dollars, and they were like, well, okay, I guess Tom Cruise is stick around. So, but I like what they end up doing with him, and let's not get into it. I mentioned him last time, but I'm gonna bring it again. I really like Alec Baldwin in this movie, like as. Uh, uh, as the director Hunley, I think that he's really, really fun in the movie, and I like him in this and the sixth one. He's one of my favorite parts of the movie. So big fan of this one. It is my favorite. I do love Fallout. Fallout's my second favorite. I think they're both five star, perfect action movies. But if I have to think about the one that I would rather watch, it is this one. So uh, Boatman, 
Uh, yeah, Rogue Nation's not my personal favorite, but uh, on rewatches, this has gone up to be my number two. Uh, this is, like, super fun. Uh, I, I love... Again, I think these movies got better when they realized they need at least one high sequence. Well, I have a lot of them <laughs> high sequences, but you need to be like a great Mission Impossible movie. You need a high sequence, and the one in this one is super fun. I love the underwater uh, stuff. Giving Benji a bigger role is an A plus choice. Uh, yeah, no, this one is just super fun. Uh, it's it's another one of the IMF is not a fan of Ethan Hunt type one, which is just all of them. I was about to say, pretty much every single one. Yeah, them, that, yeah. That, as I've said before, disavowed again. As, I, as I've said before, the two jobs in movies with the worst, uh, with the worst security are being an IMF director or being a defense against the dark arts professor. <laughs> you don't last very long if you have one of those jobs. Uh, Payson. Yeah, I think it's either this or Fallout for my favorite in the series. Um, the the motorcycle chase in this one, holy shit. That is maybe my favorite action sequence in the entire series. Um, yeah, I think this was one of the first times where I was like, damn, Tom Cruise is in his early 50s and this man still flipping has it. And uh, yeah, I think this is a great choice and definitely one of the top tier ones in the series. Kirk. Yeah, I figured someone's going to bring up Mission Impossible, and I might have gone with one if if you hadn't picked it. Um, I really like this one. This is when I like after the first one. First time I watched the first uh, Mission Impossible one, it, it was when it came out in theaters. I really wasn't that into it, it's and okay. uh, this is this is the one that brought me back because a friend of mine just like, hey, let's go see a movie. This is when I was out, so we saw it. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good. So of the newer ones, this is probably my favorite. And I'll be to be honest, this isn't the fault of the movies. I'm not like saying they're samey, but they run together in my head for me. So like I had to like listen to you guys to pick up on exactly which one this was. Um, but yeah, a lot of those set pieces you guys talk about, those are all great. Darth. Oh yeah. Uh yeah, I grew up with, with the uh TV show in the sixties and then they uh did a different uh version in the eighties where they had some of the kids from the characters of the first one and uh uh, the original ser- the original TV series had uh, actors from uh, Space 99 and Star Trek, like Leonard Nimoy was in it. Uh, and uh, so I love these movies. Uh, for me personally, Fallout's my favorite, but Rogue Nation is really great. Uh, Tom Cruise, once again, being like, nah, I got to hold my breath for seven and a half minutes. We're not going to do cuts. I'm going to hold my breath for seven and a half minutes. Screw it. Uh, and it was only broken recently by some actress on Avatar Way of the Water. Well, we held their breath longer, but you know, Tom Cruise once again going overboard with the stunts, like being like, nah, screw it, I'll do it. He's uh, gonna die. This is one of these movies. Oh, yeah, yeah, he turned 60 in like a month, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, two things I forgot to mention. Um, very excited for part seven, the seventh film. Not a big fan of the title, but as Nick Tuig has said, Endgame is a pretty stupid fucking title. Movie slaps, but the new Mission Impossible is called like Dead Reckoning. It's not stupid. Um, Yeah. Second thing I forgot to mention. um, This movie took away a knockout. Caleb Boatman 
I hate you. Uh, okay, anyway, uh, we're going to move on. I love you. I'm just kidding. Uh, we're going to move on to Kirk, I believe, for your next one. Okay, yeah, I was considering Master of Phantasm. Uh, there's also another animated movie I was considering, but I think we've got enough animated movies on the list so far. So I'm going to move on to a movie that I want to talk about because, honestly, I like the show better than the movie, and anytime we get to talk about the show, I'm excited. Um, One-fourth of this movie is very problematic, so we're not going to talk about it at all. Uh, I'm going with Twilight Zone, the movie. Um, I just love yeah. how they they did the right thing. Like they just, They didn't try to like make a new thing out of twilight zone they didn't do like a mishmash of all the things and put them together a la goosebumps uh they just said hey let's take a couple of the best episodes and give it some really good directors and see what they do with them um and i think they're great i i love the uh the terror at twenty thousand feet with uh john lithgow i think he's really good in the the, the role that shatner uh, originated uh they it's it's shot very well. They modernized that very good. Um, the uh, the monster I think is better than it is in the original series. I think they updated that good. Uh, Kick the can. The Spielberg segment is I think an improvement on the original episode. And I love like uh, let me reiterate how much I love the original Twilight Zone series. So for me to say they did something better is a big compliment. Um, the um, the take they did on uh, the it's story. A good life. It's a good life. Um, very different from the original episode. One of my favorite episodes of the series went a completely different direction, but it is a lot of fun, just a lot of crazy effects, and it's like terrifying. It's really scary. Um, and I love the bumpers with, again, Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd. Uh, those are a lot of fun. Um, the use of Midnight Special by Credence is just great in that, uh, the way they blend that with the original series music. Um, yeah, I think this, if, if you're going to make a Twilight Zone movie, this is how you have to do it, and I think they did a good job. Garth, what do you think? Uh, yeah, it's a very good adaption. Uh, it, and yeah, as Kirk said, this is the way to go. Rather than taking one episode and just trying to stretch it out into a full movie, it was a good idea to do different segments, and even having different directors was a what, cool idea. Uh, and, you know, I, I still prefer the Shatner episode uh, versus Lescow, but Lescow does a great performance. Uh, and it's a well-made movie. Um, I saw this. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. Uh, I, I, I saw this a long time ago, and I don't remember shit about it. Uh, I, I really don't remember anything. Um, I was probably 11, 12 when I saw this and could not tell you anything about it. Like Kirk said, something problematic. I don't know. No idea what you're talking about, Kirk. Google sorry. it. I'll Google it. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, I've never really been into the Twilight Zone. Um, I know they made a new one that was on like Amazon. I heard that was a pile of shit. They've all they've tried that like three or four times. It's never worked. Yeah, I've heard it's been bad. But uh, how long was the original show on? Four or five years, I think. Okay, so a decent amount of time. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, the only the biggest thing I know about the Twilight Zone is uh, they reference it in an episode of Everybody Loves Raymond. Uh, they talk about the episode where death comes and it's a little guy um that's all i know about the twilight zone so uh that could be like six episodes of the twilight zone to be like yeah. <laughs> uh, i love the twilight zone uh the series and the movie is okay it's it 
like any anthology movie, there's going to be bad segments and good segments. Uh, I, the thing I have said before, and I, I stand by it. I feel like honestly, you could have taken "It's a Good Life" and just make that the whole segment, and not like make that the movie. Because I think Dante's take on "It's a Good Life" is so fascinating and different and really cool visually. I feel like that could have been expanded on, and the the other three segments are mixed for me. I really don't like the kick the can one. I, I think that one's kind of bad. Uh, I actually don't hate the, the one that we're not talking about. Um, I think, obviously, I hate what happened when they were Is it, is it, it like a racist but, thing or something? Like, no, 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 no. no. no something no. happened on set. Oh, it was like a production. John, yeah. a movie where John Landis like killed three people. Okay. Yep. Like, not... But yeah, like, like this, in a, like this, in a filming. Okay, I yeah, okay, got yeah, it, got like it. in an album. Um, yeah, I think that. Okay, fair, that's fair. accurate. Very fair. accurate. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> and uh, I, I think that the terror uh, twenty thousand feet segment is all right. I'm also, I'll be honest. I find I've never been in love with that episode like everyone else has been. Uh, but Albert Brooks, Albert Brooks and Dan Aykroyd just talking about uh, old Twilight Zone episodes, and then Dan Aykroyd kills Albert Brooks is like super fun. Mason, uh, I have not seen. Okay, uh, then we are on to our final pick of the evening uh, with Garth. Garth, what is your final pick? Okay, another. This one's going to be another unique one. Uh, well. I guess Wings were in that unique, but uh, this one, uh, I don't know if any of you have seen. Uh, this is Strange Brew. Uh, what it's was it? Based on S Strange Brew. Strange Brew from 1983, oh. uh, based on an SCTV uh, sketch, The McKenzie Brothers, Great White North. Uh, and what I love is it's loosely based on Shakespeare's uh, Hamlet even as uh, the dead father appearing as a ghost and, and stuff like that. Uh, and Max uh, von Sydow uh, as the villain is just way over the top and way great, uh, trying to take over the world with mind-controlling drugs and uh, beers. Uh, you play certain notes and you can make people do what you want. Uh, and, and it's just goofy fun. Uh, and it just goes overboard with the characters and uh one of my favorite bits is when they're making their own home movies of uh the mutants of 20s whatever uh you know and they're trying they're you know just doing these low budget home movies uh but it's it's uh it's a fun movie that goes all over the place uh and i just love it's you know when people ask What's your uh, favorite movie uh, Shakespeare adaptation? And uh, this is it. Uh, I have seen this, weirdly enough. Uh, I watched this, um, funnily enough, it was the last day, or it was, this, it was either the last day or the second to last day that um, I was employed before COVID shut down. We watched it at the theater I worked at because my boss was like, let's watch a lighthearted, fun movie. This is one of my favorites. Let's watch it. I had never heard of it before, but yeah, loved it. I thought this was hilarious. Uh, I was a big fan. It was funny when you were talking about Wayne's World before, I was saying that it 
I was thinking in my head, like, I really like Strange Brew. I would probably like Wayne's World. And uh, that's that's really funny that you then brought it up. So, yeah, big fan of this. I've only seen it the one time, but I, I really, really loved it. Um, and I would like to watch it again. I thought it was very funny. And Max von Sydow and anything, I'm there for it. So, uh, Boatman. Yeah, it has a lot of good moments. I think I like the characters more than I like the movie, which makes me want to watch the sketches. There's just a lot of different types of jokes being tried here, and some hit, and some just feel a little too cartoony to feel funny. Um, and it's just, it, it doesn't work as a whole for me, but there's good things here. Jason. Uh, yeah, I watched this movie early, like late last year, and I enjoyed it. I think it's a really funny movie. I think these characters are really funny. Uh, yeah, Max von Sydow is uh, really funny as the villain. Uh, yeah, just just fun like interactions. You're, you're really just watching these characters just sort of like fumble through, and I enjoy that, So, but I, I get if some people don't enjoy that. Um, I watched this movie and I won't lie, I expected to hate it because something I just don't like in movies in general are characters that are based around like an accent or like a just like a stereotype or an aff- some kind of affectation. Like, you know, like I'm not a big fan of Bill and Ted or like Wayne's World or something. Usually I'm, I'm not that into that. Um, but Rick Moranis and Dave Tonimus play these characters with such a sincerity that you can't help like them. And like uh, Boatman said, even if the, the story isn't that great, just watching them uh, do what they do, like there's there's such a they, the characters feel even though they're ridiculous and over the top, like there's there's such there's there's some kind of reality base in them, and uh, they're just so likable that I want to watch what they're doing. And even from the very beginning, the shit the movie opens with the MGM line roaring, and then like they walk around and it's like just like has his head through a thing and like it's on their little their little set um from that mode on that just i like, just I'm like oh yeah look at that. you know like i just love their attitude and the way they, they they bubble through this third act kind of falls apart for me um but overall i liked it a lot more than i did i completely forgot this was based on tv so i was surprised with, uh when uh you brought it up but it's a good pick you're muted i think Yes, I am. Uh, so uh, that's our list. Uh, head over to Letterboxd um, at the uh, appropriate address below uh, to hit like on that list and the uh, review that we're going to post pretty soon here. Uh, but good list for TV movies. This this one a lot better than I thought it was going to be because I was like, TV movies, there's some shit in there. But there's, there's we, we found some gems tonight, gentlemen. I'm, I'm proud of us. So uh, we are going to talk about our movie of the month. Um and I haven't gotten to talk about this yet. In Bruges, uh, this was one of my picks. I was very excited about it because this is one that I've been wanting to watch for a very long time and haven't. And um, I, I'm, I don't want to say I'm hit or miss with Martin McDonough because he has like three movies and uh, three bill. I've, I've watched them in reverse order. I saw three billboards when it came out. Thought it was good. Did not understand the hype behind it for Best Picture. Shape of Water was my pick. It won. Beautiful. Uh, I did not like Seven Psychopaths. I'm sorry, Boatman. It was not my type of movie. Uh, I, I just I didn't love it. Uh, I think Maggie liked it quite a bit when we watched it, but I, I was not a big fan. Uh, I loved this. I thought this was fantastic. I thought um, 
Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson, their relationship, um, honestly really moved me, which is like, I, I, I don't know if that's, it's just weird. Like there's, I, uh, I, I have not, we're going to talk about spoilers because this is movie of the month, but like, I have not murdered people before in my life. I'm not a hitman, uh, but sure. Uh, Sure, sure. I'm not you, Boatman. Sorry, but that being said, um, I I I connected to the Colin Farrell character a lot more than I thought I was going to, and that scene in the park between the two of them, where Gleason is going to go and basically perform the hit by Farrell, and sees that Colin is going to shoot himself. That scene really moved me, and the rest of the movie, uh, like up to that point, I was totally on board. But the rest of the movie really, really had me emotionally. Um, I thought Ray Fiennes and his limited amount on time uh, on screen was excellent <coughs> as as a villain type character. But really, the standout is Colin Farrell. He's just doing so much in this movie that I think is great. I saw some people on the internet or on Letterbox, I guess, saying that this is like super offensive like wouldn't wouldn't work today like okay i get it i guess like some of the stuff that's said in the movie like i I guess if you want to be that way like sure uh i i i don't think it's ever meant anything that's done in this movie is meant to be hurtful uh but i i liked the movie a lot this is one that like it ended and i was like man i i really want to watch this again i'm going to show maggie this movie like very excited to rewatch it um, I haven't seen too many Brendan Gleeson performances that aren't Mad-Eye Moody, and I thought that he was very, very good in the movie. Um, the scene towards the end on the clock, or on, not a clock tower, but the tower that they're on, uh, when he, like, when I realized what he was doing and what he was going to do and why he was doing it, my heart just, like, sunk. I was like, it, it, it was the perfect amount of, like, comedy with laugh-out-loud moments over-the-top violence, which is in movies that I love that, and also just, like, heart and emotion and character building that I loved. I, I really like this movie. Uh, so, big fan. I gave it four stars. Uh, Bowman, you've already talked about it, I believe. Payson, have you talked about it yet? Uh, I have not, and I love this one. Uh, I've seen two McDonough's. I've seen this and three billboards. I really want to watch Seven Psychopath because I really, really love both of them. Uh, I love the dynamic between Gleason and Farrell, how Gleason is just like, he has this joy of this town, and Farrell is just so pissed off at every single thing. Um, no, uh, Ray Fiennes is excellent. Just him coming in halfway through the movie and just completely stealing the show, in my opinion. Um, the scene the scene of Farrell and Gleason's character at the park, when that happens, when Gleason stops something from happening and then that happens, rips your heart out um and on the subject of what the characters are saying i'll always say it they're not great people they're saying not great things get over it just gonna say that um but no i really love this movie i think it's super funny um the ending bit is just as messed up as it is hilarious but oh uh, yeah i see (laughs) yes (laughs) gotta stick to your principles uh yeah i i really love this movie what would you give it, Payson? Uh, four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Kirk. Uh, yeah, I've been listening to everybody talk about it on the show. And also, just in general, it t- gets talked about a lot in the community. I don't have a ton to add. Um, but, you know, we talk, uh, you know, top of the show, I was talking about movies that 
combine uh, comedy and crime and drama, like you were saying, Tim. And this movie does that perfect. Um, it is hilarious. So many great moments. You're an inanimate object. You know, you know this quote. So really <laughs> says, but um, yeah, like the, the the pathos that he's going through because of what he did that caused all the problems, um, and him really having to deal with that, and his relationship with Gleason and the serious moments there. And as funny as Ray Fiennes is, he's kind of like a punching bag. He still is a scare, you know, uh, you know, he still is a, is a problem. And, you know, just the fact of how he's, you know, has his principles and how he, like you guys said, sees those the whole way through. Um, great. You know, if you suck all the comedy out of this, it's still a great crime. Um, and if you just make it like just a cry- comedy, it's a great comedy. So, yeah, I, 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 I like this movie a lot. Garth, what about, oh, I'm sorry, actually, first, uh, Kirk, what would you give it? Uh, it's three and a half for me. Okay. And uh, Garth, what did you think about it? Uh, yeah, I really, really love it. Uh, uh, it. I love that they f- film there. And, you know, so it's not like, like sometimes with foreign movies, they'll do like, you know, Vancouver shit and stuff like that. But they were there and they really were at the spots. Uh, and one of my favorite things was that uh, Colin Farrell uh hates like everything he doesn't want to be there he hates the place uh until they get to the museum and they come across the the last judgment triptych by Hieronymus bosch and he's like i like this one you know <laughs> and they like just stare at the painting for a while and they're like yeah yeah it's pretty cool um and so i like them connecting on that uh and the part where Ray finds like on the phone call is like, so you saw he was going to kill himself when you stopped him. You could have just let him do it and everything would be solved. You know, it's like, what the hell? Um, you know, it's a lot of great moments in this. And yeah, as, as Payson said with the problematic stuff, it's problematic because they're problematic characters. Uh, you know, it, you know, it's like watching uh, Always Sunny or Seinfeld or something like that, where it's like, yeah, they say shitty stuff because they're shitty people. What would you give it, Garth? I gave it four stars. Okay. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, that does it for the show today. Um, we have talked about a lot of movies, which is always what we like to do here. And uh, I thought this was a fantastic show. So thank you uh, to Kirk garth and payson for being here next week we are talking action sequels um i don't even know i know we have somebody on that panel yet but i can't think of who it is off the top of my head but we do need more people for it i know that that we do need a couple people oh we have payson on it we have payson and we have uh somebody else i don't know who it is john petrovich so we need one more person for action sequels next week and then the week after that i believe we are full up already but we have movies you wish you saw in the theater uh so that is going to be the final week that's going to be a very fun show i'm very much looking forward to that one so um but that's gonna do it for us today for logged it thank you again to everybody who watched thank you for uh the panel and we will see you next week have a good one in case i don't see you good afternoon good evening 